Hey everybody and welcome to the Katie Weaver Show. This is Katie. I am your host. I am so happy to be here. We are live. It's the 13th of October at about 11 a.m. Pacific time and all is well. I want to let you guys know that you can find me over in the chat room by heading over to 12radio.com. That's number one, number two radio.com. And then click on the chat button and you'll be redirected into the Facebook chat. That's how to do it. And if you haven't joined before, you will want to ask for entry. But my gifted and talented producer, Scott, is standing by and he'll gladly let you in the room. So that's how to do it. I also want to let you know that I am live streaming this event from a few different places. You can find it on my Facebook page. That is my fan page, Katie Weaver Domestic Mystic. You can find it over on YouTube. That's Domestic Mystic on YouTube. And I just shared it into the chat room. So lots of ways to find it, lots of ways to connect. So yay, I'm so happy to be here. I hope that you guys are having a good week. It's definitely a dense energy week. You might be feeling it. It's been pretty heavy and a little weird. So you might be uh, in those shoes right now uh, or in that boat. If you are, you know, my best advice for you is to take super good care of yourselves and really don't allow yourself to spend too much time focusing on things that don't serve you and don't make you feel amazing. Yeah, it's really easy to do that right now. But then again, why? <laughs> so as many of you know, Christy and I, uh, as long as as well as our sister Kara and a couple of the kids, took our cemetery tour this last weekend. We went to a place in Idaho that is very wild, very untamed, the Chalice and Salmon River area. And we went to nine different cemeteries in two days, some of which are more modern and did some true crime, some of which are, you know, 100 years old or more usually more from the mining districts up in there from the gold rush days. And man, did we see some cool stuff. So if you want to follow up with that, the best way to do it is to just head over to our YouTube channel, which is true crime paranormal on YouTube. And you can find it right there. There is a ton of stuff. So we're going to wrap it up today with one more story about the uh, one of the cemeteries that we visited that actually is a cold case, a cold case from 130 years ago, 120 years ago. So we're going to wrap that one up today, and you guys can see that later down the road. But anyway, that's that's what our trip composed of. It was or consisted of. It was honestly just pretty freaking amazing. We had a super, super good time. You know us. We travel well. <laughs> so... We laughed a lot and also just saw some amazing things. We got into a little bit of snow. It was very, very cold. Uh, yeah, the weather's definitely turning. But at any rate, that's where that's how to keep a keep abreast of that. That was just a really cool trip. So we had so much fun with it that we're definitely already planning the next one. And. And some ghost town tours as well. So probably nothing else this year because winter is acting like it wants to come. Boo! But, you know, it is what it is. So, 
Alrighty. I want you guys to know that the topic of the show today is past lives. And so if you have anything you'd like to contribute to the conversation, if you have a past life memory you'd like to share, if you have had a past life regression and you have questions or anything you want to talk about, if you would like a past life channeling, I won't do very many, but I'll take a few from the chat rooms. And of course, I'm keeping an eye on the chat room in 1-2 Radio, as well as the chat room here uh, on my fan pages where we're live streaming. So you can post in either place. I'm seeing it. But um, I would like to do that. I'll do a few. But we're going to talk about past lives. And any past life questions that you have, throw them up here. Let's talk about it. I've been a past life regressionist for 15 years. And I've had a lot of experiences with past life stuff, so I'm excited to talk about it. But before then, of course, we'll do some of our normal things here on the show. I do have a couple of product features, so we'll do that. A couple of my favorite things I want to share with you. So first of all, I'm going to share. This is Jade Bloom's Respiratory Rub. For my oil of the week. I absolutely love this stuff. I use it every single day. My, I tend to be kind of congested in general, and this is what I use. So it's like Vicks without the petroleum products. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when we were kids and our grandmas would rub Vicks all over us? Yes, this is like Vicks, but without petroleum. So it is, of course, the, uh, this product is, you can find it over at Jade Bloom, but I'm going to put a link in the chat room for you if you're interested in it. But it's kind of, we're getting to that time of year. Kind of, We kind of have been all year, haven't we, with COVID? But anyway, this is one of my absolute favorites. And again, I actually literally use this one every single day. So it's just one I wanted to share with you guys. So it is a, it's a rub. So, and it's based in beeswax and almond oil. So no petroleums. It's eucalyptus oil, peppermint, tea tree, lavender, lemon, cardamom, and bay leaf. Cardamom is one of my favorite oils for uh, respiratory stuff. So that's one of the reasons I like this one so much. So if you're interested in that, if you follow that link, I am an affiliate with Jade Bloom. So I do get a little tiny kickback, but you know what? It doesn't matter to me that much if you're listening not in a chat room and you want to go find it, just head go over to jadebloom.com. They are my absolute favorite source for essential oils there. They do a really good job. Their purity is bar none. And their prices are fantastic. So check them out, please. All right. The other thing I wanted to share is from my Etsy store. I do have... Some new stuff up in there. You guys have been asking me for a couple of things. So I'm going to share with you one thing here that I've been working on. This is, all right. So this is one of my little pieces of Organite, my little love charms. So this one is for confidence. It is shaped like a diamond, kind of like a gem. It is one of the love charms because it combines the properties of organite along with plant magic. So combining those things creates a charm. So it has a yellow rose in it. It has mulekite jasper 
and copper in it and it's just awesome so this is a good one for someone who's working on building confidence personal power a stronger sense of self this is where it's at it's like a solar plexus charm so there's only one so if you want it grab it um i'm sure i'll make more in the future but this is these guys are one of a kind so anyway wanted to share that and if you're interested in looking at my etsy store just head over to etsy and look for joyful goddess designs that's how you find it joyful goddess designs absolutely love this one all righty so that's what's going on that's what i've been working on you know me always you know making something <laughs> that's how i keep myself active busy not getting lazy I need that. I really, really do. All righty. Well, I'm going to take a quick look here in the chat room. I told you guys last week that my county is zooming towards being in a, a bad part of the pandemic. And it's gotten worse. <laughs> so much worse, actually. Oh, Sheila wants to know, how do you use it? How would you use that charm? Uh, partly just by having it near you because it's going to do its work. It's organite. And partly probably by meditating with it. You could meditate with it, keep it on your nightstand. You know, especially if you're doing meditations or work on your solar plexus, then I would meditate with it and just keep it with you or on the solar plexus. Yeah. Thank you, Sheila. Good question. Okay. So, yeah. So with COVID... <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even want to. I'm just so sick of COVID. You guys are so sick of COVID, right? So sick and tired of it. Uh, first of all, I've apparently been exposed. So I'm waiting to hear today if I have to go have a test. Um, so that's not great. But, you know, I mostly stay home anyway. This was through uh, from one of my nephews. But uh, hopefully we're all good. But in the meantime, my son, who lives in and Boise and plays football there is super, super sick. And his coaches uh, put him on quarantine yesterday and then sent him today for a COVID test because he is way sick. So I noticed he, I missed a call from him a minute ago. You guys know if I don't miss a call from one of my kids, I have not been on the air. <laughs> I've been in the same time slot for what feels like forever. And by God, they will call me every week, no matter what. And you know, so I had my call. I have to be sure and short or silence my phone because you know that call is coming from at least one of them. But at least they call me. So I'm not too mad, really. But anyway, really hoping this kid does not have COVID and he just has a bad head cold. But uh, the, the clinic wasn't impressed. He has a lot of symptoms. So not good. So anyway, he just had a COVID test like 10 minutes ago. So we'll find out. But my county is number one in the nation still for COVID growth per capita. So nothing to be proud of. But here we are. And guess what? Our schools are still not requiring masks. So I don't know what to say about that. It's like we want COVID around here or some damn thing. But that's where it's at. Part of the issue is that there is a junior or well, there's a university here. And a lot of the kids that live here donate plasma. They sell plasma in order to get by because this town nearly doubles with the college kids. There's not nearly enough jobs here for them to actually work. So a lot of them live on donating plasma. 
Well, the plasma centers uh, said, hey, uh, we're going to pay an extra chunk of money for anybody who has COVID uh, antibodies because they need it. I mean, right, this is a double-edged sword because they need it for people who rely on that plasma because they don't really have an immune system of their own, like my sister. So on that hand, I go, well, yeah, we've got to get COVID antibodies into the plasma so that people who receive plasma will have a better chance of, uh, you know, not getting it or fighting it. But at the same time, these kids have, uh, they've taken it to the extreme. So apparently there've been COVID parties going down on campus where they're trying to get COVID on purpose so that they can make more money. So that's kind of concerning. Now the school (laughs) is sending out notices saying, if we catch you getting COVID on purpose, we're going to expel you. So (laughs) I don't know, you guys, this is the crazy freaking world we're living in. That's all I can say about that. Lillian said, I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed the cemetery tour. Thank you so much. We really, really enjoyed it. And all of our footage isn't up yet. It will be by the end of today, but... We were in places where we didn't have service most of the time. Yeah, not cool. But, you know, it was pretty uh, very rural, of course. Okay, well, let's keep on keeping on here. So I wanted to do some work, some sound therapy work this morning. I was going to, I brought my, this is my crown bowl. It's a Tibetan singing bowl. I just wondered if it would help us all to reconnect our crowns to something universally that helps to feed us. One thing I'm hearing from a lot of you guys, a lot of my empaths, is you're drained. You're done, right? You are tired. You don't have much left to give. Ick, right? That's what I'm hearing from so many of you guys. So where it's at for me is that we have to do some work here to help Provide more sustenance to your spirit. So that's what we're going to do today. So I'm going to play this bowl. We're going to play it twice. The first time, I'm just going to ask you to hold space in your crown. That's the chakra at the top of your head, usually around the shape of a volleyball. I don't really want it to be bigger, but sometimes you guys are walking around with like, you know, clouds on your heads. But the first time we play the bowl, We're going to just hold the intention that this frequency of the singing bowl will clear away anything in your crown you no longer need. So all those extra thoughts, random stuff, stray things that are rolling around in your head, we want to get rid of that. So that's what we're going to do first. So join me here and breathe with the bowl. And again, just holding space that we're just releasing anything that you no longer need.
Okay. Very good. Okay, so that's our start. That helps to clear out some of that debris, all that extra blah, right? So this time I'm going to ask you to take yourself through a little process. I'll play the bowl, but while I do that, I want you to envision that crown chakra, that rotating bowl or ball of light at the top of your head. Most people see the crown as white or kind of an iridescent indigoish color. There's no wrong answer. So however you're seeing it is entirely fine. But envisioning that, I want you to pull a silver thread of light from your crown and send it deep into the universe. Now, this is where it may get a little different for all of us. I usually send my thread to the goddess because I really resonate with the divine feminine and with goddess energy. I have some clients that send their thread straight into the hands of God or Jesus Christ or whoever it is that you worship, that you resonate with. There's no wrong answer here. So, or just straight into plugging it into the universal love of the universe, right? You decide where your thread gets to go. You're in control here, right? So I'm going to play the bowl and I just want you to sit with that crown. I want you to pull that thread and send it up into the universe and plug it in wherever it needs to go. Once you do that, then I would like you to sit with that and feel that unconditional love moving from that thread all the way into your crown and all the way through your body. This is nutrition for your spirit. It's sustenance. It's a lifeline. This is light. Unconditional love moving into your body continuously, into your body, your spirit, your energy body. Seems like we need a whole lot more of that right now, doesn't it? All right. So you decide where your thread is going. All right. Close your eyes and sit with me here. Envisioning that crown chakra. Pulling a silver cord of light from your crown now. Sending it deep, deep into the universe. Wherever you would like it to go. thread into your crown and moving all the way through you now through every cell of your physical body through every layer of your emotional body and through every fiber of your spirit body sustaining you nourishing you, holding you in an incredible place of light.
Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is done, it is done, it is done. Good. Good. That felt amazing to me. I hope it felt good to you guys too. Definitely something we need, right? More light. More, 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 for sure. Okay. Well, one thing I wanted to do for the collective today is a witch's rune reading. So I'm going to do that now, and then we'll really get into our topic. So the point being, asking the question, what do we need to know this week, and what action do we need to take? So I'm pulling out my witch's runes here. This is my set that I made for myself. All right, so the first question and in rune casting, you ask the question while you rifle through the runes, and then you, whatever one you pull is the one you pull. You pull whichever one feels right. So asking the question, what do we need to know this week collectively? What action do we need to take? And what outcome should we expect? Okay. Okay. So the question of what do we need to know is the eye. Interesting. The eye is an indication of truth, of all seeing, of seeing something with a fresh set of eyes. And it also can really, really uh, be a look at intuition. So I'm looking at that for us this week going, yeah. So I am expecting that there will be some truth revealed whether it is politically or collectively, or if it's just something in your family or in your workplace that you watch for that this week. I feel like we may have some truth revealed that's a little painful to hear, a little painful to accept. And we may have to really evaluate our own biases and our own uh, ability to hear truth and decide how we want to move forward with that. So, there is something here for all of us, I think, in some truth revealed. So that's important. And I think, okay, so, well, but moving on from that, the second question was, what action do we take based on that, right? And the rune is the flight rune. This rune usually shows up when we need to gather information. This will be a week of researching, of listening, of perhaps making phone calls or gathering more information and of communicating very, very well. And so this, I think, is a week that we'll find ourselves um, maybe reaching out for information in from sources we wouldn't have expected ourselves to or looking at information from places we wouldn't have expected. I do feel like this is a week, though, that you'll find yourself being the student, being the researcher and asking a lot of questions. I feel like somehow this week we all kind of become emissaries of truth and information. We're like all the student right now, I think. That's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out for all of us. For people in the workplace, I feel like we're going to see some of that really play out in maybe having to have uncomfortable conversations or even be a whistleblower of sorts as new information comes in. All right, and then the outcome that we should expect, the rune is the sun. 
Uh, this is the beginning of something new. Interestingly, it's also the rune of making good choices. It's also a good health and vitality and good news and healing. So ultimately, I feel like the truth that we that is unveiled this week, the work that we do to get there, the work that we do to understand it, the outcome is actually positive. And so don't be too afraid to dive in. Don't be afraid to really evaluate your own biases and your own opinions and allow yourself to change as you must or as you feel that you should. But this is good. So the outcome overall is good, but definitely it's going to take some digging for us to get there this week. So interesting on new beginnings too. I've seen that coming up for a lot of you guys lately. Really uh, tired of the old, tired of things that aren't working anymore and ready for some new you know, ready for something that uh, you created, I think. I, I think that a lot of you guys have felt very stagnant. I've been surprised to see how many people have who have made really useful and healthy job changes, even during the pandemic, which might not have been a time that we thought making a job change would be advice. I've seen some of you guys do it brilliantly or be working on it because, you know what, pandemic or not, if something's not working anymore, it's not working anymore. So it'll be interesting to see what this week brings as far as truth is concerned and what we're seeing. But I still think we have to focus a little on that psychic sense because it's October. The veil is awfully thin, right? A lot of you guys are probably having more psychic experiences than you normally do. Pay attention to your dreams and your hits and things that are going on, right? That's really important. Pay attention to what you're seeing. And even if it doesn't make any sense right now, keep an eye on that. Okay? All righty. Well, moving on. I'm going to jump into the chat room here really quickly. So again, for those of you that are just joining us, it is a past life show. So we're going to talk about past lives, answer some questions, and do a few past life channelings from the chat room. So that's what I am working on right now so just taking a quick look in the chat room i would also love it if you guys would chime in about whether or not you've ever had a past life reading of any sort whether it's a past life regression or another kind of past life reading i'd love to know have you ever had one i started doing past life regression work about 15 years ago i wasn't uh at the time, I wasn't actually even interested in past lives, to be honest. I hadn't really uh, studied them a lot. I was aware of them and I believed in them, but I hadn't really uh, immersed myself in them all that much. And yet, uh, in meditation, my guides told me, you need to start working on past life work. And I was not really feeling it. <laughs> was like why and they said no you need to start learning how to do past life regression and I thought I felt in absolutely no way qualified to do something like that which I wasn't so that put me on a path of study that lasted for about a year in reading every book about past lives I could get my hands on of course and taking a hard look at anything else I could get that had anything to do with past lives. And so I read a whole bunch of books. I had some past life regressions. I did some on myself. I did a ton of meditation. 
and work with my guides on it. And I started writing my own script and forming my own technique for doing past life regression. And then I finally put it out there to others that I was ready to do some past life regression work and asked for a few friends to volunteer <laughs> to be my guinea pigs and let me try a past life regression on them, which we did do. And it actually turned out really, really well. I was absolutely happy with it. And I started learning a lot about taking people into past lives and what that looks like. And oh my gosh, it's just a very interesting study, you know? And one thing that I learned from it was that not everybody has had very many past lives on this planet, and some people have had a lot. I also learned that people in past life regression sometimes die. They go through their death. And the first time I experienced that, it scared the hell out of me. Because you guys, you've probably heard me talk before about my own personal phobias and fears about death and dead bodies. I, I know, which is crazy for a medium, but those are some past life things that I came in with. And so it was through doing some past life work that I was able to heal some of those things in myself. And yet taking people on past life journeys, uh, I always think it's interesting. I usually ask people, are you, uh, do you want to experience a death? If you don't, it's okay. If that freaks you out, I'll move you out of there before it happens. But it's pretty healing, you know. And so and some people say, yeah, no, I definitely don't want to do that. And some people say, yes, if that's where spirit takes me, that's where I'll go. That's been a really interesting experience. Really interesting experience. One time I did a regression for someone who was, when we started the life, they had already died and which was weird. Sometimes things like that, you know, they don't go according to plan and you have to adjust and they had already died. Who, who they were is a spirit. They were a baby that had died who had chosen to stay close to their mother. And the reason they had stayed close to their mother is that they were watching her. They were a guardian for her. She was being accused of witchcraft. This was, you know, hundreds of years ago. And eventually, uh, she and some other women were all burned alive in, and this spirit chose to stay and witness that and be there for her. Again, it was a baby of hers that had died, like at childbirth, hadn't ever, you know, had a chance really. But, um, when she died, I worked with the both of them for a while, and they both were choosing to stay to help and take care of other women as they went through the same thing. It was a really interesting experience. Neither of them had any interest in going anywhere. They weren't crossing over. They weren't moving on. They were staying put right here to be witnesses and to be helpful to people who were being essentially accused of witchcraft and being murdered. So that was a really interesting life. I could have stayed in it all day, but the client was ready to go. <laughs> but that's one of the interesting things for me about past life work is that uh, I'm as interested in the lives that we experience as you guys are quite a lot of the time. But that one has always really stuck with me. 
Another one was a gentleman who just kept dying. My prompt usually takes you first to a time when you're around a teenager, and then we move forward from there. But again, the, the script only works to a certain degree because I'm not really in charge. I'm like the stage manager, you know, and so a lot of times I'm just on the journey with you and you're going to go where spirit sends you. And with this guy, every life we went into, he was moments from death and we experienced seven deaths. We just kept dying. And I'm asking, my God, why can't we get into a life of more substance? And I was told this is what he needs to experience. Because, again, it's not about me. <laughs> right? So, anyway, we went through. But I still was worried, like, is he going to be disappointed with this? Is he going to feel like this was a waste of time? Like, was he going to get what he came for here? And at one point, he got very quiet for a while. And in past life regression, there's kind of a balance between guiding people and over guiding people, right? So you have, there's lots of quiet time where you're just kind of letting the client have their experience. And we'd been quiet for a while. And I finally asked him, what's happening right now? And he said, oh, I'm just sitting. And I said, oh, who are you sitting with? And he said, um... I, I think God. And I said, oh, okay. And then I thought, that's pretty profound. So I said, what does it feel like to be sitting there? And he looked at, he actually opened his eyes and looked at me, which in regressions, a lot of times people are, they're in kind of a trance state. But he looked right at me with these very vacant, faraway eyes. And he said, he's not mad. I always just thought that was interesting. I said, why, uh, why would he be mad? And he said, I don't know anymore. I just thought that was so interesting. And when we came out of that regression, he said to me, he said, that's what I needed to know. I usually, you know, we talk it out. There's kind of a, you know, a decompressed time. And I, anyway, I just, that one was pretty interesting because I thought, wow, he, um, he needed to know that because of some of his own life experiences. But that's kind of how it goes, you know? Typically, not always, but typically there is some healing there for some of your own stuff. Now, I'm seeing some of you guys in the chat room talking about uh, fears and phobias. Uh, Karen said, I'm pretty sure I've been burned before because I can't use matches. So, I, Karen, I really wanted to talk about that because there is a very interesting phenomena associated with phobias and past life regression that if we can experience the life that created that phobia, a lot of times it disappears or at least lessens a lot because you understand why you feel that way. And that that was from a different lifetime, not the one you're experiencing right now. So it might be useful at some point to do a life where we understand why your why fire is a thing for you but I've seen that so so many times and other uh, past life regressionists have written a lot about working through fears and phobias really interesting work okay yep uh, Brian Weiss did some big work on fears phobias and past lives and other doctors as well 
But all right, I'm going to jump in the chat room and check out your questions here. Okay, Catherine, I am so very sorry about Tigger. I know how much you adored him. I also know that he's going to stay really close by. So everyone, let's send all of our love Catherine's way. Okay, so I'll do some channelings. I just wanted to see if there were any specific uh, past life comments or questions that we want to get to first. Sid said, I did a casual past life meditation. I think it was Victorian era England riding in an open carriage with mom and sister. They pushed me out and I landed on my tailbone on the hard cobblestones. I could smell the fog. The funny thing is I've landed on my tailbone countless times in this life. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Oh, Katie said, my son said he saw a shadow man about 3 a.m. on Sunday. I don't discredit him. Ah, <laughs> he knows 3 a.m. is the witching hour. I never told him that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Katie said, I feel like my partner and I have been through other lives together. I feel like he killed me or us in a car crash. Ah, very interesting. We'll get into some of these. I just wanted to take a peek at some of these. Tammy said, any message from my biological dad, Ronnie? He committed suicide by pouring gasoline on himself when he was in his 60s in his driveway. Any message from him? Love to Catherine. Tammy, that's so, I am so sorry that that happened to your family. I actually have a great-grandmother who died the same way, though it was long, long before I ever came. But, uh, wow. All right, so we're really doing past lives today, but I don't want to, I don't want to not hit this one. So I'm going to see if we can call Ronnie and Tammy through you. Okay, he says that, the first thing he said is depression is the damnedest thing, isn't it? It will tell you that nobody wants you, that nobody needs you. And that the whole world would be better off with you not being in it. He says he has a lot of regrets from that lifetime or from this lifetime. He says he grew up in an era where you didn't get help for your problems. You just sucked it up. And he really recognizes now that he needed a lot of help that he didn't get. Okay. He wants you to know that he loves you and he regrets the hurt that he brought to you and to your family. He kind of went Phew, so many times. But he wants you to know that he's proud of you and he feels like you have taken what life gave you and turned it into a masterpiece in his words. And he wants you to know that he recognizes that. And that he feels like you have risen way above the kind of life that he handed you and others. And that he just wants you to know how proud he is of you for that. All right. So lots of love there. Lots and lots of love. An awful lot of regret. Dang it. Okay. Hello, Jane. Good to see you here. 
All right, Lillian said, I had a past life regression for my 50th birthday 20 years ago. The guru linked me with a man during the Civil War that I was very close to until his death in the 80s. It was amazing. Then another who said I had been a gladiator. I really like that. I am not afraid of exploring this. Awesome. Okay. Mary said, I've had past life regressions three times and also had very vivid dreams where I knew it was me, but in a different body and a different life. Chris said, I've heard from several sources that I died in World War II. I was one of, I was on the good guy's side. Okay. All righty. Lots of good stuff. Okay, Robin said, I would love to know about what life is affecting me in this lifetime, please. All right, Robin, I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to channel a life for you. We'll see if that's where spirit's going to go. <laughs> All right, so I'm tuning in through Robin here. Okay, Robin, this is going to be a little painful to hear, I think, but I feel like it may be of use to you moving forward. You are a kidnapped child. I feel like this was the life most recent to the one that you're in now. I see you around the age of 12 or 13 being abducted. You were basically kept alive in a basement for quite a while. Uh, you were kind of a slave of sorts. You did, you were expected to carry out certain like household duties and things, um, terribly abused. And you did eventually really try to get away, and I actually feel like that's when you died. Basically, you decided you were gonna you were gonna get away, or you were gonna die trying, and you died trying. The man was not somebody that your family knew. He lived in an extremely rural place, like a kind of like a cabin, but there was a basement. You just vanished like your family never knew what happened to you at all. You were out playing. I feel like you'd been out uh, kind of in the woods, but not like far from your home. And that's when this person grabbed you. So how does that relate to you in this lifetime? I feel like it's hard for you to trust people. I feel like fight or flight kicks in at times that doesn't really make sense. And it makes it hard to fully connect with other people. I feel like sleep is an ongoing issue for you and bad dreams, especially when you were little, a lot of bad dreams when you were little. The other part of that though, Karen, is I feel like you have a really good sense of empathy you're, you're an empath and I feel like because of that you do you have a sense of people and it's hard for you to just fully trust people when you kind of 
see and experience things about them that maybe, uh, you know, that you don't like. And that kind of adds to that, too. So I think it's kind of a double-edged sword, but that's the life that's the closest to the one that you're in now. And, yeah, that is that is a difficult life, Robin, for sure. And I'm very sorry that you had that life. Uh, but I hope that helps you to understand why your connections with people are sometimes so challenging. Um, and that it's not necessarily, you know, your fault. But I do feel like that might help you to understand why you, why you connect to people the way you do. But also, trust yourself. Still, trust yourself. Because you do have a great built-in lie detector and even though you've been told throughout your life some people or things or situations are good or safe if you don't feel like they are you trust that okay all righty i'm going to jump into the other chat room here for just a second all right sorry you guys that's why I don't always do these on the air because they take me so far out of my body that it takes me, uh, it's probably not the best radio, honestly, but it's okay. It's whatever, <laughs> but it definitely takes me a little far out of my own space. Okay. Katie, let's take a look at that, uh, connection to your partner. It's really weird because it's almost played out in this lifetime before, and I feel like you've seen it happen or almost happen there. This was a car crash in which you guys were having a fight. I feel like you've dreamed about it, but you've also nearly seen it happen in real time in this lifetime. And he certainly has a, you know, a choice, you know, to do something differently. But I feel like that's why you don't always trust him in the car. And that this is something that did happen. What I'm seeing is that you were, it was just the two of you in the car. You were going up into the mountains. It looked like maybe you were going on a trip together. And he was driving too fast and you were ended up arguing. This was a relationship that was really like oil in a flame. You know, you guys were great together, but you really explosive when you fought and you were fighting. Uh, you were, you were really, really angry and upset and were yelling at him. And he turned and looked at you to yell at you and basically just missed a curve. And you guys went off the side of a cliff. You both died in that wreck. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right on on that. That did happen. And in this lifetime, I feel like you guys have, you've done better at not being so explosive. I mean, there's a really, really strong energy between the two of you. There's a really tight uh, connection between the two of you, but there can be that explosiveness too. But I think you guys have managed it a lot better, Katie, in this lifetime than you did in that one. But uh, I suspect that maybe you chose to come back together to, you know, work it out. Okay. Just taking another look here in the chat. Okay. 
Jane said, I love your daily messages. Thank you so much, Jane. And you guys, if you don't subscribe to my daily message, just go over to katie-weaver.com and there's a pop-up that you can sign up to get uh, the daily dish every day. All right, Jane, or sorry, Tammy says, when I was in Germany, I had a two real dream in the 80s where I was burned alive. Worst experience slash dream ever. Maybe the old military building I was staying in was picking something up energetically. Thank you for the message from Ronnie. You are so welcome, honey. Oh, maybe so. That's really interesting. Yeah, it could be. It also could be that that space, you know, was uh, the right frequency for you to experience or remember something. Yeah. Okay. Just another quick look. I think we probably have time to channel one more thing here. I just appreciate you guys all being here with me this morning or this afternoon, probably, depending on where you live. <laughs> okay. All right, Karen, let's look at that life. Let's, let's ask about the matches or the fire. All right, so I'm going to tune in through you. By the way, I'm pretty sure that when I was working for Robin, I called her Karen once or twice. So, Robin, I apologize for that. I, I caught it after it came out of my mouth. All right. So this is Karen. <laughs> okay. So I'm just asking to see lives where you may have been affected by fire. This was a fire in an apartment building of, or a building. Like what I'm seeing is like the great Chicago fire, though it might not have been exactly that, but that's, you know, the, the gist of it. Like, a lot of buildings burned. A lot of people died. You were taking care of your baby. You lived in a little tiny apartment within a larger building. But several floors up. Yeah, there was literally nothing you could do. You did try. You tried the stairs and you couldn't go down. You tried the window, but you didn't dare jump. You had the baby like wrapped really tightly up against your chest. And you and the baby did, you did succumb. Um, I feel like that entire building actually went up in flames. It, your husband was not home. He was some kind of a, a worker, almost like a factory worker maybe, that worked overnight. And he wasn't home when it happened. And so he lost his home and his wife and his baby all at the same time. His name was Ed, by the way, Edwin Your name was Cora? Cora, I think. Cora, Cora Line or Cora Lee, something like that. And he called you Cora. And the baby's name was Evelyn. Yeah. Yep. So that explains that. Aversion to fire. Yeah. Wow. 
I feel like hundreds of people died in that fire. That is so sad. Yeah. But, you know, so what do you do with that? How does that help heal a current aversion to fire? By just reminding yourself and remembering that was from a life that I could not control the outcome of. And that's not the case now. I can control fire. I can control my uh, association to it. And just usually reminding yourself of that consciously really helps. So Katie said, this is spot on. We have taken trips through very windy roads and I got so nervous. I knew it. We have been together for eons. Yeah, you guys have. Some of your kids have too. Yep. Okay. Karen, you are so welcome. My honor. Okay, back to the other chat here for just a second. Okay, all righty, you guys, we've definitely done what we do. Um, I'm going to post a link in these chats uh, after the show if you're interested in having a past life reading from me, or you can just call me over at When to Listen. So don't forget, I am a professional psychic advisor over at When to Listen, and you can call me anytime and ask for a past life reading, and I can do that for you. If you want a past life regression, then we're going to have to schedule that and do that a little more, uh, you know, consciously <laughs> because you'd need to be in the right space. And so would I. So but or I can I also have a video reading where I will channel lives for you and record myself doing it and send it to you so that you can watch it, uh, you know, over and over and have that to fall back on. So that's how that all works but but I'll post some links in the chat room after the show so that you guys can see that and uh yeah experience that at whatever pace you want to or if it's something that you're interested in and we'll do lots more past life shows I've realized that I've been neglecting my past life work lately and I don't know why you know we just we end up all over the map right but past lives have been coming up big lately that people need some help in that area so of course we'll keep on doing it so I want to let you know that you'll find me here on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time with uh, Strange Phenomena and Mysteries with Kelly and Raven and myself. And of course, you'll find me over at OneTwoListen.com every single day. You've been listening to The Katie Weaver Show here on One Two Radio, where we're changing the way you listen to the world.